We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joining me on today's show, oh, we've got three of us here. It's Sean Davis and Matt the Optimist Peralta. Guys, it is as people are listening to this, we're going to be just over, what, 24 hours away, almost 36 hours away from the NBA draft, depending when on Wednesday people are listening or watching this. Um, I'm just getting more excited the closer and closer we get to draft day. And I hope I'm not going to wind up being disappointed because it feels like there's so many moves that are out there. So much talk, so much chatter about big things that could happen. If this ends up being a dud draft, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully prepared for nothing to happen. I just feel <laughs> like there's too much smoke right now. Everyone wants to move up. Everyone's trying to move down. This star player is available. I'm just not going to expect anything and be just pleasantly surprised on draft night when stuff does happen. I am completely okay with nothing happening because that means the Lakers keeps pick 17. So I'm happy either way. I'm concerned. Like when I look at the NBA landscape right now, how many teams are really selling? We had this issue during the season too, right? You've got a lot of teams. I think that can talk themselves into being in the mix. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of sellers on the market, but I do think it's going to be Washington. There's going to be opportunities to move, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, I think this new CBA thing that's looming over the rest of the league right now is also playing a part in how these trade negotiations are going to go down. So I think that's going to be an interesting angle. Like, I don't know about you guys. I, I am still trying to wrap my head around it, but it just seems like trade is probably the best route to improving your team. So I, I think that's going to make draft night even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I, I think we may wind up seeing a number of, of moves again. It, this is it's because of all this that's going to make it extra disappointing for me. Although, Matt, you're already expecting nothing to happen. If you expect to be disappointed, you can't be disappointed. That's the uh, that's the motto of the optimist over there. Expect the worst, hope for the best, man. <laughs> <laughs> that way you are never disappointed. Applies to life, dating, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> God, we're we're gonna get into a dating metaphor already here in the show. Um, Two minutes it, in, we've we've got plenty to get into. We've got plenty of things to talk about from this this draft that's coming up. We are gonna do a live show Wednesday night on draft eve, and we'll kind of break down all of the latest. But right now, regarding the Lakers, and there's a lot of rumors. There's a Paul George rumor that we need to get into and talk about because that could affect the Lakers. But um, the big thing about the Lakers is we're just continuing to hear, according to Yovan Buha, that the Lakers are probably gonna move the 17th pick now 
what does that mean to you guys? Are, are we, do you think we actually see the Lakers move out of the draft completely, or at least out of the first round? They still would have pick 47, but move that pick and not get a pick coming back. Or are you looking at this more like, okay, the Lakers are going to move 17, but they're going to move back like five spots, 10 spots, something like that. And they're going to pick up an asset for, what do you think we're going to see happen here? Well, I know Sean just did his mock draft, so I'll let him take this one first. I think the most likely outcome on draft night is the Lakers trade back. And there's a bunch of different options. We talked about them before we started. The Brooklyn Nets are one of them. The Charlotte Hornets are another. The Indiana Pacers. The, the Utah Jazz have a couple of picks, like in the mid and late 20s. Uh, they have 28, I believe. Colin Sexton, there's been reports of take talks for Colin Sexton. So if you were interested in him, maybe you could do, I don't know. I don't even know if the money works, but I'm just spitballing like, Beasley in 17 for Colin Sexton in 28, something like that. Um, so I think that's the most likely route. You can get a quality role player that can come in and contribute now while still getting a pick in the 20s in a loaded draft class, which I think the Lakers are going to want to maybe prioritize for the long term, at least, where you look at next year's drafts, which I think a lot of teams are starting to notice right now already. The next year's draft, as of now, isn't projected to be nearly as good so you can hit on what is top 40 incredibly deep, hit on some of that talent to where like next year, you're like, okay, cool. If we miss, it's not the end of the world. So I just don't see the Lakers completely trading on the first round because I think they could use some uh, cheap, low cost, but high upside talent. In other words, unlikely the Pelicans are going to take the Lakers 2024 pick if the 2024 draft is in indeed as bad as some people are projecting it to be. Um, Matt, when we're looking at the first round, like what's your what's your dream scenario, right? Beyond beyond mm -hmm. like the ridiculous, beyond Victor Wembanyama falls all the way to seventeen, <laughs> he pulls a Bo Callahan or something like that, right? Beyond something like that happening, like that could realistically happen. What is the best case scenario on draft night with pick seventeen? Yeah, so if the Lakers stay put at pick seventeen, um, this is a pretty loaded draft in the middle. I just feel like you know some people have prospects rated like as high as like late lottery that some people might have on their board like in the mid thirties. So yeah. to me, that tells me like obviously like the draft range is pretty volatile, but that to me personally means there's a lot of good talent to be had. Mm -hmm. um, I think this part of the draft, you start to see some of like you know like the second tier of guards and the second tier of wings start to go. Um, as far as prospects, I I, I kind of mentioned this offer to both of you, but the two guys I am really hoping last at seventeen are Jordan Hawkins and Kaysan Wallace. Those two I think would be excellent fits, especially because we've been talking a lot this offseason about the guard back like the backcourt depth for the Lakers. You know, D'Angelo Russell, unrestricted free agent, Dennis Schroeder um you know is max christie going to be ready year two etc cetera, etc cetera. like i i think guard is going to be a spot that the lakers are going to have to address in this draft and so if either of those two were to fall to 17 i would be ecstatic yeah i'm i'm with you i'm with you case and wallace is is would be my dream scenario i think and the latest espn mock has him going like two spots before the lakers can get it's which doesn't even make sense what even... going to atlanta yeah yeah. Like, was it Jordan Hawkins right there for Atlanta and they take Case and Wallace? I think so. Yeah. Just, they just, they both bring completely different skill sets, but yeah. both needs and the backcourt. And again, I, I just think they'd be fantastic fits next to Anthony Davis and LeBron. So, yeah. Case and Wallace could be your on ball guard for the next decade. Yeah. Or, or just like your point guard for the next decade. 
And like I know a lot of people are saying Grady Dick is probably the, the, the best shooter in this draft, but Jordan Hawkins is arguably the best, if not like right behind him. So yeah. for him to land at 17, I, I think that's a pretty dream scenario for the Lakers. Sean, what's your what's your dream scenario? Is it the same? Is there somebody else you want to throw into the mix? Uh, I'll say it's the same for uh, Kaysen Wallace or Kassan Wallace, whichever one. Um, I guess Bilal Kulabali maybe is another dream uh, one. Yeah. Like, I think he's for sure gone by 17. I think he was the one that actually went one pick before in the latest ESPN mock draft. But I think Matt said this in terms of, like, the second-tier guard, second-tier wings, and, like, the volatility of where, like, a perfect guy, for example, like Bryce Entenbach, who's super high on my board, he's yeah. mocked in the 30s for some people, which mm-hmm. is yep. a good or a bad thing. But, like, the Lakers can land, like, from a guard standpoint, a Kaysen Wallace, a Nick Smith Jr., yep. a Kobe Bufkin, I'm happy. Or, like, a Jordan Hawkins, Bilal Kulabali, I'm happy. So, like, I'm just excited at this point. Kobe Bufkin would have been my answer before this pod if we did it, like, yesterday. But yeah. I feel like all the reports now have them, like, I've seen him mocked in the top ten in some spots now. So yeah, to who Washington? Yep. Yeah, the latest. The latest. Uh, I'm looking at the Ringers mock draft right now with Kevin O'Connor. They've got him going at eight to Washington. And he is a he is this year's like riser. I feel like him and Taylor yeah. Hendricks. So I'm I'm not expecting because those those were guys I thought the Lakers could get like you know few months ago. Now it just seems like those are pie in the sky scenarios. This is interesting. So the Ringers has. The Lakers taking Nick Smith. Another uh, target, I think. With, I, I, with Jordan Hawkins still on the board. He, he's he's someone where... He's someone where, like, if the Lakers traded back to, like, I don't know, one of the Brooklyn picks, I'd be pretty stoked there. But yeah. at 17, I feel like, you know, again, you're not going to complain if you get him there, but I, I just feel like there's a little bit of meat on the bone still, so to speak. If Jordan Hawkins and Nick Smith are there, I'm probably taking Jordan Hawkins. Even though Nick Smith is one of my guys, I'm still taking Jordan in that scenario. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, um, I, I would be surprised if it actually plays out that way. But interesting nonetheless. Where did Casey go in that one? 16, he went 16. 15, 16? <sighs> yeah. Where it's are you guys real, on? He's a... going right before. Would, could the Lakers move up? Your best asset's like Bando and Christie. That's the problem. It depends on how high you're trying to move up. And like, is it worth it at that point? Yeah. Like, where, where are you trying to move up into, like, the late lottery? Like, 12, 13? Some people yeah. are trying to, in the front office show mock I did, they were trying to say, hey, let's trade up to Dallas at 10. Like, dude, you uh, have nothing no to way. offer Dallas. No. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, I think all three of us are kind of in agreement, like, wing guard area. But, like, if Derek Lively's sitting there at 17, like, where, where are you guys at on him? I, I like him. I, I just think that he's like he needs to fill out it's gonna take a little while what'd you say also clutch (laughs) okay okay there's a good reason right there's there's motivation enough to take him but i like him i think you have to question the three-point shooting is that real or is that not i mean i can remember back in the day all the footage of willie collie stein draining threes right heading into into that year's draft and like hey no this guy legit can shoot the three it didn't wind up happening. So we're hearing all this stuff about how lively can shoot and all that. I don't know how much faith I can put in that until we actually see him on an NBA floor, but he's interesting. He's got to put on weight and I don't know if he's able to step in and contribute right away, which how important is that? If you really think he's the best prospect on the board, I think you go ahead and take him. But if there's somebody else there that you like just as much, 
if somehow Derek Lively is sitting there and Jordan Hawkins or something like that. And the Lakers have those two say side by side and they think Jordan Hawkins can contribute sooner. Take the guy who can contribute sooner. If that's, if that's the case, if that's use that as your tiebreaker, that's the way I, I see it. And I think Lively, Lively is a guy that probably isn't going to be a year one contributor. So if you want, I think any reason why any Laker fan would say Derek Lively for the Lakers, because they want to add another big or somebody mm-hmm. next to AD. Mm-hmm. If that's your method of thinking, trade back and take Noah Clowney, who's not do that. as big, but like everything, he's just a cleaner fit on both sides, like has some more versatility on the perimeter to where you can get a little bit more switchy. But then offensively, you keep AD where you want him at, regardless of whether you think AD is a four or a five. You keep AD in those first two areas of the floor, the mid range and the, the paint or near the basket, at least. And Noah Clowney can literally be just a corner shooter which is what he did a ton at um, Alabama in their kind of pro-stylish offense where he gets a lot of design ghost screen actions. He has some capability as a finisher as well, but he shot, I think, 28% on three-pointers at Alabama, but the the fluidity in his mechanics and his shot and the confidence he has in it, that should translate. So if you want a big, go get Noah Clowney, trade back like five, six spots, and then get one there. I, I should I would also be remiss to not mention that Nick Smith is also a clutch client. So just FYI. Just I wonder FYI. how much weight that's gonna carry. Nick Smith, he you know he's an interesting guy. I like him a lot. In fact, let's talk about him more in just a moment. First, quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is Bird Dogs. Uh Bird Dog stretch shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look. And they are just ridiculously comfortable. Uh, they fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Uh, they fix this issue by using a knit clown fabric that looks like khaki but stretches to give you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Keeps you cool and dry all day long. I, I can attest this. Literally, you put on a pair and it just feels cooler than a normal pair of shorts. It almost feels like, well, it feels like the other side of the pillow, only you're actually wearing it as shorts. It is absolutely incredible. So definitely check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash pool, enter the promo code pool, and you get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Nick Smith. Tell me if I'm wrong here, guys. When I watch Nick Smith, I see, and maybe it's because he just retired and we've been talking <laughs> about him, I see Lou Williams with a higher defensive ceiling. Is that is that off base? How do you guys, Sean, I know this is your guy, so I'll go to you first. Is that comparison ridiculous or am I close to being on the money there? I had thought about it that way because I don't like doing pro comps personally, but I don't mind it. I think it's a pretty all right one. Um, honestly, I thought you were going to say Malik Monk, but like take off athleticism and a little oh. bit defensive upside. That I can see that. Yeah. Like, I like that's that what too. I would have thought. But yeah, I don't mind it. Like Nick Smith, I think the biggest selling point for me if the Lakers took Nick Smith is the offensive versatility is there. And I think when you start talking about a guard, that's why Casey Wallace is the dream pit. Obviously, we know what he provides defensively, but like you want guys that are guards like they'll step in to be versatile enough offensively where you need them to go create for themselves. They can. And that's what Nick Smith can do. He can go create for himself. He has an elite runner or just that mid range area in general is elite. Mm -hmm. 
And then also, if you need him to be a spot up catch and shoot dude in some occasions, he can do that. He has some upside as an off screen guy as well. So, and then you mentioned the uh, physical tools defensively, some injury concerns, I suppose, and the rim, uh, the lack of like rim touches and putting pressure on the rim is very frustrating, along mm-hmm. with some of the chaotic turnovers. But you put all that aside. You focus on the good stuff. Nick Smith, I would not mind him at all. If a trade back or a pick 17. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Sean just said. He, I, I think Malik Monk was a good one, but just as a better defender. Um, same, similar kind of build, wiry, taller guard, 6'5". So I like that a lot. Um, I, I think the Lakers could definitely, you know, it doesn't hurt to have more guys that can initiate offenses on their own and get their own shots, especially late in the clock. I think Nick Smith can do that pretty well. Um yeah, I again like he is probably not my first pick at 17, obviously, depending on who's there. But if the Lakers just decide like this is the guy we like the most and we're gonna just take him, I'm not gonna complain one bit. So, you know, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be just fine. I, I love his floater. It's it's tremendous, and that I think is a, a very valuable weapon in today's NBA where so many defenses are geared to give up that kind of little mid-range shot, particularly the teams that get into drop coverage. I think that floater would be very, very valuable. I like just his body control when he when he gets on his pull-up. Um, he does a really nice job squaring up and then getting that shot off. Uh, you, there's plenty of question marks about him, but you're going to have question marks about anybody at this point in the draft. My my thought is this. you know, The Lakers, in years, pa- in years past, there's been the consensus of this is the guy they should take right here. And their pick comes up. And they take somebody else. Yep. Always. And then it's proven to be right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, wait, they're taking Kyle Kuzma? What? They're taking Larry Nance Larry Jr.? Nance Jr. Yep. They're taking, right. I mean, and at the time, there were other guys that were looking at, and I think the only one I can think of Desmond that Bain. didn't work out in the Lakers' favor, <sighs> what did, that's Bain, they traded that pick. Um, but the only one that really didn't work out in the Lakers' favor, where they selected somebody, and I was hoping they would take somebody else was Mitchell Robinson when they took Mo Wagner. Other than mm. that, oh. every every time the Lakers have made a pick with somebody and I've gone, that wasn't the guy I was expecting, it's worked out. It's worked. So it wouldn't shock me at all if the Lakers pick comes up at 17, and I'm not talking about like, you know, top lottery picks. I'm talking about when they get later in the draft. The Lakers pick comes up at 17, and it's like Senzabon or something like that, and he winds up Even being then. You know what I mean? I- like there isn't a dude like realistic option at 17 where I'm going to be like, no way. Like even Bryce said, so I could see the vision and I'm, I guess maybe I'm a bad example. Cause I like Zinsabog a lot, but like, I don't know. Let's say they took like Chris Murray. I still, it's like not good range. I guess it's not terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't like it, but like, okay, I guess I can't even That's, think like, Ryan repair at 17. There we go. I'm like, okay. Ooh, I don't know about that. Reach. Yeah. Re- right. Reach. Mm-hmm. But to Trevor's point, like, okay, cool. Lakers track record. Oh no. They're going to take Ryan repair at 17 now. I hope not. <laughs> you know, there was part of me early on in the draft process, like before, like the combine and everything where I was like, man, I really hope they somehow move up in the second round to take Jaime Hawkes Jr. out of UCLA. Mm-hmm. He's the first and now. he, he is just destroyed. I feel like his, his draft workouts. And so that's He's being that's, mocked at like early twenties now. I'm telling yeah. you, he is good. Like he is going to be like those guys that play like eight, 10, you know, 12 years in the NBA and just is productive. No, yeah, I'm telling you. And I'm going to be upset because the Lakers didn't get him. 
I think his range starts at like 25, maybe. It's like Indiana trade back to 26. There you go. I'm telling you, dude. It's, it's the the he's gonna be the the pick that everyone's like, oh, like yeah. we probably could have taken him. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hey, how, how do we feel about Derek Whitehead? Who's oh, I'm, got some I'm, shooting ability, I'm, but I'm, I'm so kind of worried about the injury. I'm off of him personally. I think I'm with Matt. I'm off of him. It would have to be like a flyer in like the early second round if the Lakers somehow get there, I feel like. Yeah. I would say 17, gosh, no. That's another one I'm like, ooh, I don't know. But like, there's upside. What if you bring back it. to 26? Like, I get it. That's probably where my range starts. Like, for the Lakers, at least. Like, I think he's a 20s dude, so sure. Oh, I'd rather take a shot on Ben Shepard at that point or Maxwell mm-hmm. Lewis. Max Lewis is my guy, so sure. We could do that. I'm a fan. I like Ben Shepard a lot, dude. Very Josh Hart, like Quentin too. Grimes to me. Yeah. Man, there's there's a lot of options in this draft. There's, And I think that if the draft plays out, like if the draft plays out the way the ESPN mock has it with Bilal Koulibaly, Wallace, Hawkins, all these guys, even JHS, all these guys going right before the Lakers pick Kobe Bufkin as well. Like, man, right in a row, even ESPN is just mean. It's just mean. It goes Kobe Bufkin, JHS, Hawkins, Wallace, Koulibaly, then Lakers pick. I feel like that's a tear break right there. If that's the way it goes, that to me, that gives me all the more incentive to try to move back and get a couple of these guys. Like, I don't know if you could get 21 and 22. Like, are the Nets really giving up both those just to move up? Four or five, five picks here. Pro- no, yeah, not. probably, probably not. But could you get, could you get the two picks from? Could you get twenty nine or twenty nine and twenty six from the Pacers, and then you get, like, would you give a look at? Do you go Ben Shepard and also give a look at like James Najee or something like that? Would that be worth it? Or Max Lewis and Ben Shepard? Sure. Hey, Trevor, hmm. how much money, or who do Lakers need to send out? to grab Gordon Hayward from the Hornets. Who do the Lakers need to send out in a trade uh, in mm-hmm. order to make salaries match, you mean? Yep. Um, Let me double check. What is he making? 20 million off the top of my head? Gordon um, Hayward? I think yeah. he's making like 31 next year. Is it 31? Oh, I right. think so. He's way too high. Um, so to get there, that's where you'd have to send out both Beasley and Bamba, and you're guaranteeing that money, which probably means, depending on what happens with D'Lo, probably means goodbye mid-level exception. You're going to have to commit to being a taxpayer mid-level team if you want to hmm. make that swap. But what are, what are you thinking? You're thinking Gordon Hayward for Bamba and Beasley and then flipping. I want 27, 34, and maybe another future asset for that. Hmm. 27, 30. They hang up after the other future asset part. I don't know if I want to lock in that salary on my on my books. Because like That's if you fair. if you don't have the MLE, and and you should hopefully the Lakers know ahead of time, but if you don't have the MLE, goodbye any shot at Nas Reed, right? Goodbye any shot at like Dante DiVincenzo, any of the kind of mid-tier free agents that are out there, those guys are all gone. Um but if the sense is that you're not going to get those guys anyway, or you're not planning on using the full MLE, then maybe go do something like this. Gordon Hayward could give you a year of decent play on the wing and then um, pick up a couple of picks there. 
No, I talked myself it. out of it. I don't like it. I was just spitballing out loud. Yeah. It's not a terrible idea. It depends on what that future asset is. And th at that point, the Hornets may just say, nah, we're we're out on that. Hey, do you think Memphis would trade Tyus Jones to the Lakers? Depends on what you're offering. What, I mean, you're doing 17 for Tyus Jones? I would strongly consider that, honestly. Did you do that, Sean? And let, let's put some names to it. Would you trade Jordan Hawkins for Tyus Jones? I know it's your guy. We broke Sean's yeah. internet. Oh, there he goes. Never mind. <laughs> is that a yes? You would do it? Jeez. Yeah. If the goal is... Okay, yeah, okay. think about it. You would do it. Point guard is so unsettled right now. Mm -hmm. There is a scenario where they don't have Shooter or Russell next season. And Chris Paul goes to the Clippers. Exactly. What you if you do in, still... So like, is Ty's Jones mean bye-bye D'Lo? That's that's the thing. Part of the reason why, from what I've heard, part of the reason why Memphis would be moving Tyus Jones is so he can start somewhere. So if you're going to make that move, you're going to have an un unhappy Tyus Jones unless he has the starting job. And then I would assume that means you don't bring back D'Angelo Russell? This is this is with the idea that the Lakers are not bringing back D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Okay, then yeah, I, I'd do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see doing that. I think that's worthwhile. Although to me, it feels like like the, you mentioned it, we, we've talked about it a, a bunch when we're looking at Des Bain and the Lakers traded the 28th pick in order to get our guy Dennis Schroeder, who's a pretty good backup point guard. Aren't you, now you're trading the 17 to get a pretty good backup point guard. And what do you, if the 17th pick goes on to become another Des Bain and we're looking back going, oh man, they could have had that guy, that, that certainly would be a frustrating case of history repeating itself. I agree, but I think I think next year is probably the best last chance the Lakers have to compete. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about, un unless that dude is coming in as Desmond Bain as he is today, I, I don't think I'm going to lose too much sleep over it. Yeah, Tyus Jones would look super good in a Lakers jersey, just like Desmond Bain would have. But, you know, guys, here on this show, we're all about looking good and playing good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. Oakley even offers Prism Lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Well, I know you do. So head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. They'll be sure to change your look for the better. And when you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Well, try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life. I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Shout out to Oakley. Shout out to Tyus Jones. Shout out to Desmond Bain for uh, setting up that, uh, <laughs> that ad read. Fantastic. Sean's draft stock is rising with that with that incredible <laughs> transition. He's moving up. Teams are taking notice. That that was like the equivalent of a strong combine right there. That was that was fantastic. That was great. Fantastic. No fantastic. complaints. Pro-level pro transition there uh from Sean. Hey, let, let's talk about some of the the rumors to give you guys a terrible transition. Let's talk about some of the rumors Jeez. going on around the uh, <laughs> around the around the league right now. The one that came out this see after as we're recording this tonight, um Paul George, yep. the Clippers according to Mark Stein are maybe they're just kind of dipping their toe in the water and trying to find out what the temperature is, but 
they're quietly finding out what teams would give for Paul George. And we talked about this before we came on the air. Are we heading towards a number three for Paul George and maybe some type of three-team trade and uh, Damian Lillard gets a new running mate in uh, in PG? Um, this is the only time I'm ever going to say this out loud, but I would be so excited to watch Clippers games if Scoot Henderson was in my backyard. So that's where I'm at. Is that worse than Ron saying Denver in five? Um, Probably. Probably, but no. Look, I, I was joking about it. That, that seems to be like the hot internet rumor right now is Paul George for number three. And honestly, mm-hmm. like I don't, I see, don't buy it. I, I don't think so either. But like, who's who's saying no? The Clippers are saying no, right? I think yeah. the Clippers would want to turn it into a three-team trade with number three going somewhere else and them getting somebody, mm-hmm. right? A, a win now guy. Because what are you going to do to Kawhi? Like, hey Kawhi, we got you a rookie to play with, and, and Scoot is great. But and, and the rumors are growing stronger that the Hornets are going to take Brandon Miller. Even though the odds flipped earlier today on the, the betting lines, I haven't looked to see what they are this evening, but the betting line odds flipped and now, and Scoot was the heavy favorite to go number two. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Either the Hornets are putting out one hell of a smoke screen or they blew it big time and, and word got out because they don't want people to know if they're going to take Scoot or, or Brandon Miller. That doesn't help them at all. But I do think that if the Clippers are going to make that kind of move, they're going to want to get some type of win now talent coming in. I don't know if, and Scoot is great. I like him a lot. I think he could help them this season. But how's Kawhi going to feel if it's, hey, we traded away Paul George and we're bringing in a rookie? Um, I can't imagine that's going to go over well with him. Three team deal with New Orleans sends Zion to LA. Let's do it. Break. Oh, my God. Who says no? <laughs> Break. Hey, hey, Kawhi, you can't stay healthy. Paul well, we'll get you someone who also we, can't. We'll get you somebody who is even less healthy than either one of you. Here's and Zion sure, Williams. And I'm sure Zion would love to be in LA. <laughs> and, and, and Kawhi, thank God you're not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Oh, no. The uh, Hornets are going to botch it. I, I'm prepared. It's not even okay. Let's let's back up though. Brandon Miller is not a bad prospect. <laughs> so no, he's not. I just hate the argument. They're like, oh, Brandon Miller is a good fit, dude. They haven't won 45 games in almost a decade. Like they don't get to draft for fit. Take the best freaking player available. I, so you're saying Scoot's better than Brandon Miller? Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I would take Scoot. <laughs> yeah, again, I think you're making the that's the big deadly sin in the draft is that you draft for fit at the top instead of drafting the best player available. I think you always take the best player available early, right? If it's late in the draft and you're a good team already, if you're picking 30 because you're a good team, draft for fit, right? It's all a crapshoot at that point anyway. But early on, when you're picking the best of the best, always take the best player available. So if, and look, maybe the Hornets really just say Brandon Miller is the best player. We like him better. But if I mean, fit, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not completely absurd to to come to that conclusion. I don't agree with it, but you could make the. It's not like they're they're going to pick. I don't know. It's not like they're going to pick. Uh, well, Kobe Bufkin, you know, second overall or something to go. Oh, we just think he's he's the best guy. No, they're going to take. There's a reasonable debate you could have there, but if you think that Scoot is better and you go, oh, but Scoot doesn't fit with Lamelo, take Scoot. 
take Scoot, figure out a way to make it work. And if you don't, you get a better trade asset. You get either, whichever guy you decide to trade, you've got a more valuable player to ship out later on and turn that into stuff that you really want. I I just love the on-court and just the the leadership off-court stuff that Scoot provides too. I just think that he's he's a stud. So I'm I'm stoked. I thought you were going to rib us and say, yeah, I just love the off-court leadership from Brandon Mills. Let's say Matt. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's different. Jeez. That's different. No, I, I like Scoot a lot. I would be, I, I can understand why a team like the Pelicans is even like reportedly entertaining the thought of trading Zion mm-hmm. to try and trade up to get him. I, look. He, he's a great prospect to have. And in most drafts, he would be like a bona fide number one pick. It's just he happens to be in the draft with arguably the greatest, pro- like the greatest prospect since LeBron James. Like, you can't really knock him for that. Yeah. Man, if I, I, at this point, if we don't get fireworks at the top with two and three, it'll be a little bit disappointing because that's really where the draft starts. We all know Women Yama is going number one. And then what happens at two? What happens at three? That's going to be fascinating. Do we get a trade there? Do we not? What do the Hornets do? Do they ultimately take who most people think is the better player in Scoot? Or do they take Brandon Miller? That's going to be really interesting to watch. And then there's just so many teams that can make all kinds of moves. I mean, Portland, right? Like if they don't, I know people push back against this. And if you're Portland, you want this narrative out there. But if you don't trade number three, I don't think it improves your chances of keeping da- keeping Damian Lillard happy. So does that put Damian Lillard onto the market? Are we talking about Lillard to Miami? That's a big subplot. What does Dallas do at 10? Do they move that pick? If they don't, how angry is Luka? What does that look like? There's so many of these situations where teams kind of need to move picks uh, that mm-hmm. we could be in for a really interesting night coming up on Thursday. Yeah. I was trying to see if there was a team that had multiple lottery picks outside of the Magic to see if they can cobble up a trade for Portland. I just I can't find it. Portland needs a win now piece. Well, I, I was mm. thinking the other way. If you're going to blow it up. Oh, you're thinking trade Dame and try for- to get multiple picks, multiple shots at it. If it's if Scoop yeah. goes number two and you're going to trade Damian Lillard, move back. Take, what is it? Magic have like six and eleven. Take six and eleven for six, three? eleven. Some other things and some other stuff. Just, just mark hi- old something. Just hyper start your your rebuild. Mm. I'm game. I again, it doesn't make sense because like, why would the Magic do that? But it, it hypothetically mm. speaking, I, I don't. They're not trading for Dame, dude. There's no way. What's what do you guys think? What is the most likely? trade that we're going to see or what what pick is the most likely to move on draft i mean that, the the easy answer is 10 right yeah yeah the question with 10 is like what like what are you getting for 10 i they probably move back and and pick up another like win now i think oh god who was it someone had it out it was like it might have even been espn i can't remember but they were like 10 back to atlanta for 15 and like capella or something but like that's the deal just take Derek lively yeah, but you, you but get Capella the, could help you right now, though. Capella helps you right now, and you still get a, a decent pick in the middle of the first round. Sure. And who knows? You could probably even still get Derek Lively at that point. <laughs> also true. If they go ahead and make a well, okay. Atlanta, I think, is a team that needs to make a move. 
What about John Collins? Oh, dude. Do, do we finally see the John Collins trade? Finally. It's been years. What, it's what been do you years. Even, it's the Titanic you, lady, which is now Collins. suddenly topical again. It's what do been you even get for John Collins? Ago. Yeah. What do you... Is John is Collins it? a 10 plus contracts for 15 and John Collins? Is that on the table? How much does John Collins even make? Give me a sec. Like It'll 25? be something like Davis Bertans in there. John Collins is making 25.3 million this season, this coming season, 26 and a half million the following season, then has a player option for 26 and a half again the following season. So 25, 26 is a player option for John Collins. So what I heard was Beasley Bomba in 17 for John Collins tonight. <laughs> Would you do that? I, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about it. I was like, hmm. I like what? John Collins a lot, a lot, and I would not do that. Do I hate it? Not entirely, but I don't think I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he shot 29% from three last season. He's a Jeez. good player. I, I think, I think, Sean's that, on, I think Sean's on the right track. I think he belongs in like somewhere like Dallas. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you okay. that, though. Like, what are you doing? Dallas. What is Dallas doing? Maybe Dallas is the surprise. And we talked about this a little bit before we came on that something is going to happen. That's unexpected. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when deals get done, it's because they were kept quiet. Right. It's the stuff that gets out. Those are the talks that are already finished. Right. It got out because people started talking about it because those talks already died. You know, Oh, some, they were going to trade this for this player for that pick or whatever. And then it, it fell to pieces. And then you hear about it after, um, it's the out of the blue stuff that is, is what tends to, to happen, right? It tends to get done, uh, that, that surprise stuff. And uh, that hits you like, a, like an RKO out of nowhere. I wonder if that'll be pick 10. It's going to be somebody that we're not expecting jumps up to number 10 and grabs, like somebody starts sliding in the draft and somebody jumps up to number 10 and it's a player that we're not expecting goes to Dallas. Vando and 17 for pick 10. I I wish the Lakers had stuff that Dallas wanted. Who okay, who 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 are you picking at 10? If the Lakers were hypothetically in that situation of like we can move up seven spots. Taylor Hendricks? Is he there? If he's there, there's a world where I think Taylor Hendricks, I think Taylor Hendricks is going anywhere between five and ten. I would do that if Kobe Bufkin was there. You would do ten. You Kobe buffing at ten. I was hoping he was going to fall to seventeen. Yeah, but I, I I think if you want him, you got to move up that high to get him. Honestly, do the Lakers just, have enough to move up that high? No, I don't think no. so. But yeah. this is like you know you know who I've also seen slide a little bit recently. Cam Whitmore. Yeah, yeah. like as far as nine recently. Like I think in that ESPN mock, he went nine to Utah, which is mm-hmm. low key scary. He would be someone I would love to move up for if he was just sitting there at 10 for some reason. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas you don't want him. To win right now. Bando and Malik Beasley, baby. Come on now. You need him. Give <laughs> Luke another shooter. Or do you want Mo Bamba? You want the big? <laughs> Make you pick. I just, I think this conversation has just gone to show that the Lakers and every other team will have a bunch of options. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many different like this is why I'm excited for the draft to happen because like y- there's just so much more posturing this year. Mm-hmm. I just I just I'm I'm already tired of it. I just want to see what happens at this point. Does Brooklyn trade up? They could. Okay. How far up could they get though with 21 and 22? What's their best case? Both. Maybe like 15? 
Could they get theirs? 14? Could they get it in the lottery? I was going to use, use both in like a role player to get to 10. Both picks and Royce O'Neal or something like that? Yeah. Send Dorian Finney-Smith back? Screw it. I don't know if they actually can. Uh, Who would do that? It, I think it's like a late lottery team that would probably do that. Hmm. Um, I could see like Toronto maybe doing that. Ew. Yeah. Well, because they're getting they're getting back the they're they're getting back the three and D guy, right? So I mean, yeah, I don't think they're sure. gonna completely blow it up. They uh, oh, I know Pascal Siakam for like a high lottery pick. Oh, Pascal Siakam for ten. Pascal, C- oh, I, I don't, I, I, I was, I was. Dallas going. is sprinting to the to the podium to get that in. I mean, oh, they would do that, yeah, right? Dallas, I, Dallas, I don't know if Toronto would. I was gonna say Indiana. At seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like Pascal Siakam and Miles Turner. Who is Indiana give up, buddy? Obviously, seven and yeah, whatever salaries besides Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner and Benedict Matherin. I would probably do it. I mean, they have cap space, so I, I'd have to look and see how much they have. But if they want to avoid cutting into it too much, yeah, they could send back some salaries. Yeah. Make it work. I hmm. man, there's so many possibilities for this draft. I can't wait for draft night. This is gonna be this is gonna be so much fun. Um let's do let's do this. Let's do two things. Two questions for you guys. First question is is just general draft. Second question, we'll cap it off with Lakers. First question, if the over-under is set at 20 for the number of trades we see on draft night or draft day, anytime on, anytime on Thursday, the trade goes 20, down. 20 and a over, half or 19 and a half? Let's go, okay, let's go 20 and a half. What are okay. you taking? Under. You're going under? Mm-hmm. 20 is a lot, man. It is. Didn't we hit like 25 though last year? Yeah, we did. We were I'm gonna... a lot last year. I, gonna... I guess... I guess like with all the microtransactions and buying of, of picks. That's it. Those all count. Those all count, yeah. right? Okay, I got to think about this again. You, should, you go ahead, Sean. Okay. Well, if we're counting that, then I, I was going to say under because I think teams are like going to try to stay put, most of them at least, and just pick BPA. Um, but yeah, I think I'll probably go over. Not by a lot, but I think it'll be close. No, I'm going to say spicy. I'm going to say under. I, I just think there's too much talk, and I that scares me. So I'm I'm going to say – because here's my argument. There's just so much, like, talent and depth in this draft that some yeah. teams might be totally comfortable just staying put and letting yep. the draft fall to them. So I'm going to say under. Fair. All right. I'm going to go over and stay optimistic because trades are fun, and I want to have more fun. So I'll go go over. How am I the optim- optimistic one here? And uh, we're, we've it, got Matt it, the Optimist Brawl on the show. It, it depends on what we're trying to be optimistic about. Fair I'm enough. optimistic the Lakers will be a better team after draft night. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's finish with, with Lakers here. Finish with Lakers. And let me ask you guys this. What is, if we were just to name off a few players, What's the type of player that you need to just trade 17? Not get a pick back. No pick coming mm. back. No trading back. You're not getting 26 and 29 or something. You're not getting 21 and 22. You're not getting a second rounder. Your draft pick is just gone. What is it that you need? And who are some players that would fit that bill? 
The first two dudes that come to my head are DeMar DeRozan and Miles Turner. Are are we are we we're, we're able to aggregate salaries here? Uh yes. Like I'm just outright trading the pick and you're trading the let's say you're trading the pick and Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, right? Those are easy expiring contracts that you know aren't that don't carry a lot of value other than just being contracts. Yeah, okay. I, I definitely get with Sean. I think those two options are are on the table for me. I don't think that's enough to get either of those guys personally. Yeah. But if if those other teams are like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Let me uh, realistically though, like it, I feel like it'd have to be a player that we were targeting with a 17th mm-hmm. pick, just a well-established one. So, like, for instance, this would never happen, but, like, Derek White. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. If someone like him, and to a lesser extent, even Malcolm Brogdon, even though the injury concerns are, are very real with him still, yeah. um, a guard, like, a like you know, a combo guard that can do a little bit of everything, um, I, I would be pretty stoked to add that at seven, like, to give up the pick and not, not have one in the draft in the first round at least. Um, I'm avoiding any centers personally, unless it's Miles Turner. Mm. I think Kristaps Porzingis would be another one, but I also just don't think that's he's enough. Also, okay, but you would do. I was gonna say because he's a center, but if it was 17 and contracts to get Porzingis, you would do that. If if that was possible, and you have to, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know I said I had to avoid centers, but I'm talking like you know your traditional rim running. Like just shot, yeah. you know, spacing. Center. But like, if you like can shoot, Clint Capella, you would not do for seventeen. No, absolutely. Andre okay. Drummond doesn't move you. No, <laughs> been there, wow. done that, my friend. Stephen Adams. Wow, we're still cursed after this, bro. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. It does not move me one bit. Okay, um, let me let me throw some names at you guys, and and okay. you just tell me yes or no. Tell me if you would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with Jonathan Kaminga. No. Maybe. Okay. That's uh, not maybe. No, yes or no, Sean. Yes or no. <laughs> Commit. Commit. Yes, I think. Yes. Ooh, different okay. opinions. Love it. Alex Caruso. No. No. Damn, that one hurt. No, hurt. <laughs> no love for Alex the Caruso. No, too. We said that. Damn, that one, that one hurt. Wow. That one hurt. Okay. Uh, well, let's, you guys mentioned him. Derek White. I would yes. do it. Okay. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan. Ooh. Bogdan from Atlanta from the Hawks. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I think because like Jordan Hawkins, Bogdan Bogdanovich. With more playmaking though. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. That that's the litmus test. That's the type of player I'm mm-hmm. like. I shoot. And I love Bogey. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Boyan Bogdanovich with the Pistons. <laughs> Fudge. It's a good one. He's 34 years old. He'll be 35 next March. No. Okay. Uh, I think. I'm going to say no, yes. That's a tough one. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Buddy healed. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I figure, but there's I've I've had that trade proposed to me a number of times by Lakers fans saying Buddy healed for 17, get it done. Um Desmond nah. Bain is an obvious yes. Like Trey <sighs> Murphy. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see here. E. Okay. E, this will probably be a no. 
Actually, this will definitely be a no. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not no, say it. No, 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 no. Say it. Say it. Say it. Hey, Kelly Olenek. No. Okay. I'm he shoots. He shoots well. He's just. He's. He's just a little too old, I think, for that. If he was like 27, then, then maybe you're you're looking at doing that. Um, DeAnthony Melton. No, no. A little too rich, but I like the that that type of player is is a good one though. Okay, Devin Bassell. Dude, instant yes. Yes. There's, yeah. there's no way that they're doing that though. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But I would do it. Ooh. Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway Jr. No. No. Hey, I got a good one. This would also yeah. never happen, but Lou Dort. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I think I probably do that. I think I do that. Yeah. I think you have to. All right. Here's it. I mean, just to kind of come full circle. Tyus Jones. Yep. Well, okay. Sorry. Tyus requires more context. I need to know what's happening with my guards. Tyus Jones and D'Lo is you're going to let D'Lo walk and you're going to use your taxpayer or your full mid-level on somebody else. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's that gives us a pretty decent idea of like the kind of the tier of player that you're looking for if you're going to trade 17. Gary Trent Jr. No. Oh, that's a good one. I know we brought him up early in the show. I figured I'd just come back to him. That's a good one. No. I think I'm a no if he was a little bit better defensively. I think he's a better defender in reputation than he actually is on the floor, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I got to be a no for the time being. This is going to sound gross, but any of the contracts that the Clippers are trying to offload. No. Marcus Morris or Eric Gordon? No, right? No, 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 no. no. definitely no, definitely no. Great. Okay, just yeah. I, I gotta throw it out there. Yeah, those are no's. I mean, like Terrence Mann would be interesting. I would Colin say yes Sexton. to Terrence Mann. Yeah. Oof. Colin Sexton. I'd I would no. rather. I, I'd rather just take a guard at that point in the yeah. draft. So no. Here's here's why. If I'm if I'm getting a guy who. Like Colin Sexton, his best role is probably a six man score, right? Like that's that's gonna be his best role Nick for you. Smith. Um sure, <laughs> but that that's like if you have a guy that is there at 17, where Nick Smith maybe his best role is six man score, but there's also the possibility that he could be a starter. Maybe he's better than that, right? Jordan Hawkins that, that could be a starter for you, right? If you're gonna give up a prospect whose ceiling is a starter. I don't know if I want a guy whose ceiling, whose best case is they're going to be a sixth man, especially in this draft where you feel pretty comfortable with the hit rate or or the what you guess will be the hit rate for these guys. I'm trying to yeah, think that makes sense. There are not a lot of other players that I think would be feasible to get. Like, what if I said? I mean, I don't think this can even happen. Cam Johnson. I would oh, do Cam RB. Yep. All right. Mitchell Robinson. Oh, yeah. Ah. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Sean's not sure. Well, because this is this is like not I'm oh wait, but I just said I did say I was gonna avoid centers, but damn you it, said you were gonna Mitchell. avoid center. Damn it, That's man. Rule. Made me a liar out of oh. I think I'm you know what? no. <laughs> he has a declining contract over the next few years. Stop starting it. At like hey, 15 million. Sh- hey, sh- stop that. But is he conceptually what you want next to Anthony Davis? Just take Derek Lively if that's the case. Stop that. Don't tempt me with a good time. All right. 
All right. I think that's a pretty good place to to end it. I think we threw enough. I think we threw enough names out there to where we're going to be getting people coming on saying, "I would totally trade the 17 pick for Mitchell Robinson or go either get that Alex or, Caruso, bring him back." Either or, that or, or you're whatever. so stupid for saying no. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we gave yep. enough things out here for people to be mad at us about. I think that's a good way to to finish things off. Again, we are going to be live Wednesday night on Draft Eve. It was the night before the draft. Maybe I'll I'll read. Uh, the night before draftmas uh, for everybody. And uh, and we'll talk through all of the rumors because there's going to be all kinds of stuff that's going to come out, I'm sure, tomorrow as we're recording this tomorrow, as most of you are listening to this today. Um, so that's going to be happening. It's going to happen at 8 o'clock Pacific time on Wednesday night. Thursday, we've got the draft. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have all of our draft coverage. There's going to be tons of rumors, all kinds of stuff flying all over the place. We'll be live at least on the front office show. We'll also have video breakdowns on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Of course, the podcast feed will have all of our work as well on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, I'm excited, but let me leave you with this. Not only is the draft going to be amazing, but it's really only the beginning because as soon as the draft ends, it becomes free agency time. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's go. This is going to be fun. Yep. Um, I have already told the girlfriend that I will be busy for the next month. So that is unfortunate. Very cheap sh- flex. <laughs> <laughs> what? She asked me if I was free and I said, I don't know, man. I've got drafts. I've got free agency. i got summer league. That's worse than my uh, Boston girl flex on Twitter that you criticized me for. <laughs> well, you, you could have stopped that Boston girl, dude. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I, I had to inform the girlfriend that definitely exists that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I am going to be gone. And she is real. She just real. goes to a different school. <laughs> she's me. across the town, guys. School. I promise you, she's real. That was me announcing to the world it's no longer a hot boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> How was that that sell, by the way? Hey, I'm going to be paying attention to the NBA draft over the next few weeks, and then free agency starts, and I have to cover that. Oh, and then I'm going to Vegas with the guys for a few days. How did that Uh, that go over? Honestly, pretty well. She actually is a Lakers fan, unlike Sean, who likes the opposition. So... (laughs) It went over well. She understands that. Better luck for you, so congrats. Yeah, it's um, it's um, she understands. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard out here, man. The content never stops at this time of year. It's true. My jaw hurts. It's it's true. You'll uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's across town. I swear. (laughs) My face hurts. It's the uh, it's uh, Vivian from the old Lakers Twitter uh, times <laughs> for all the for all the longtime followers out there. You get this. It. This show went off the rails. <laughs> went off the rails so we bad. Went way off the rails. But thank oh, you all man. for, for sticking that. Those of you who are still listening, you're the real ones. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. In fact, put put I'm a real one in the comment section if you are still listening, and then we know that Hashtag you made it all the way through. Yep. <laughs> Matt shirtless on the boat. We don't get to see that anymore. I got uh, I got drafted, boys. There we go. <laughs> Full circle. He somehow made it relate his relationship status. Full to the circle, NBA man. 
Hey, we've hey, made it. The Lakers had a good post All Star break run. So did I. <laughs> everything, everything just makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's let's call it a show there before we Please. before we go any further afield. Um, I do appreciate everybody for joining us again. Make sure you come join us tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this Wednesday night for our draft eve coverage. And then, of course, we'll have all of our draft stuff coming up on Thursday night, which is draft night. It's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait for it. Matt, the optimist Peralta may be there, depending on whether or not his uh, totally real girlfriend uh, is allow- allowing to him to school. take part in that. Who goes to a different <laughs> school? <laughs> Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.